it's not that I'm Nostradamus or anything, but the USC roster and the transfer portal, they made some more changes over the weekend. And the vote of confidence. When should Lincoln Riley offer his unwavering support for his defensive coordinator and friend who was under fire? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Colkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day, whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast. We are free, and I always want to say thank you for your support. I hope you're enjoying the show, and I appreciate you coming along for the ride. If you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done it yet, there's that red subscribe button right around there. Give me a favor and hit that. And to those of you who already have, I want to say thank you so very, very, very much. It means a whole heck of a lot. All right. This episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Trojan fans, I've got a loaded show to start you off this uh, to start off this week. So I need to stick around from first segment all the way through the third segment. I told you last week, um, as we headed into the weekend, that I thought the transfer portal was going to be busy. It was. And I also said, hey, let's take some positive thoughts until week two of the you know 2023 new year. Because again, you know. USC football is on a two-game losing streak. USC basketball, they haven't won yet in the new year, even though they were 7-0 in the month of December. I wanted to, you know, promote some positivity, um, especially coming on the heels of, uh, you know, freshman wide receiver C.J. Williams. He had jumped into the transfer portal uh, late last week. Quick update on his, uh, where he's going or possibly going. Uh, he took an official visit to Madison, Wisconsin, and I believe now he's on his way to Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, at least the last time I looked. So if he has any more uh, visits coming up, I'll let you know as I find out. So I mentioned that uh, when one domino falls, uh, it could probably lead to a few in a row. And I said that um, knowing that you know, things tend to happen in threes uh, in life. And I, I kind of just applied that philosophy there. So um, over the weekend, the USC roster improved. And on the offensive side of the ball, oh, and late word on the defensive side of the ball too. I'm going to, we'll get to that in a moment because it literally just happened recently as I was putting that together uh, this episode to get published for Monday morning. Uh, it looks like uh, Darwin Barlow and Way Rayleigh Brown are going to get to play with Austin Jones for another year. Uh, he Austin tweeted out on Friday that he's returning to run it back for another year. So the USC running back room, um, we thought it was down to Rayleigh and Darwin and the two incoming freshmen. But now it got a little bit more experienced, 
and the leadership is back with Austin. And then the running back room got even deeper. And it probably got even a little bit more physical when Marshawn Lloyd, <clears throat> uh, running back from the other USC, the little USC from the SEC, South Carolina, uh, chose to uh, transfer and commit to USC. This is a really big pickup uh, for the Trojans uh, because Lloyd, he's an all-around, he's a very solid back. And when I mean solid, I just don't mean, you know, being able to do everything. I mean, he's solid. You, you go take some pictures, uh, take a look at some of his pictures and his video. That dude is built, physical. Um, and he's also, he's real twitchy. Uh, he's tough to bring down. Uh, he's got pretty good speed. And he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. So let me put it this way. If you like the way uh, Tulane's running back, Tajay Spears, look running against USC, you're going to love this guy. Like I said, go check out some YouTube videos. And despite uh, him missing, Marshawn missing almost a month because of injuries in 2022, the, the redshirt sophomore, he still ran for 570 yards, 572 to be exact, and he had nine touchdowns in nine games of action. So uh, among those nine games, he had two games in which he ran for more than 100 yards. Uh, he had a career-high 169 and three touchdowns against Charlotte back in September, and he averaged 5.2 yards per carry. And I talked about he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He had 18 catches uh, for 176 yards, two touchdowns, and each time he caught the ball, it went for 10 yards, 9.8 per catch. If you uh, remember the name Marshawn Lloyd, that's because USC, big USC, the real USC, uh, they were recruiting him, Clay Helton and his staff, uh, back in 2019. But Marshawn committed to South Carolina pretty early, and he, he pretty much never wavered. He just stuck with his commitment. Um, so now, Marshawn, he's chosen to come to, again, the real USC, US, the USC Trojans. And he's going to play with the aforementioned guys, and he's also going to be able to help mentor the two freshmen, uh, Quentin Joyner and Amari and Peterson, taking some of that responsibility off of Austin Jones. And, um, well, let's just segue right into it. The room is much deeper and much more experienced. And it's also much more crowded. So I guess if uh, people are wondering, well, what's Darwin Barlow's role going to be? Uh, maybe this is the message, the final message, to look elsewhere. You know, maybe TCU. I wonder if they'd be willing to bring him back. Um, and again, so maybe not so much Darwin Barlow because you know he's been in LA for a few years now. Uh, but I wonder what our old Barquette is feeling <laughs> after not after not playing at USC and then now being able to see his former team playing in the championship game. Uh, Monday night. So I guess uh, is Darwin Barlow, you know, is that the final message? Hey, you know what? You might want to look elsewhere. If he didn't get the message at the Cotton Bowl where he's playing in a meaningless bowl game for all intents and purposes, back home in front of family and friends, he didn't get in the game to touch the ball at a running back. 
And now USC is bringing back Austin Jones. They've got a transfer in Marshawn Lloyd. And they're bringing in two highly acclaimed freshmen. I feel bad for the young man, but I, it might, the writing might be on the wall that Darwin's time as a USC Trojan is, is coming to an end. Who knows? He might prove me wrong and everybody wrong and say, you know what? Screw it. I want to stay at USC. I want to compete. I, want to just, I just want to become better. We'll see what happens. Um, so we just went over the running back room. We know the wide receiver room is in really good hands. I failed to mention last week uh, the comings and goings. Uh, Dorian Singer, wide receiver from Arizona, uh, he joined. And the, don't forget there are still other options out there still available. I know the rumors swirling. What is Marvin Harrison Jr. going to do? Who knows? The offensive line room got a little bit deeper with more experience. They added Michael Tarquin, the offensive tackle from Florida. So now you got some depth and experience. But what about the defense? Yes, USC did get some positive news over the weekend. It happened late Sunday, heading into Monday. So um, the Trojans got a defensive lineman to come in through the transfer portal. Former Purdue Boilermaker, defensive end Jack Sullivan. Uh, he committed to USC uh, through his Twitter. <clears throat> and that now he make Sullivan is now the ninth player uh, to join the Trojans during the offseason through the transfer portal. He's six foot five. He's 250 pounds. He's probably bigger than that. I'm just going off the numbers that I've got available. And he joined Purdue in 2018. And so he spent the last four years developing at Purdue, getting better. In that time, he's uh, put up 86 tackles, seven pass breakups, a forced fumble, and he's got nine and a half career sacks. And I took a look at his numbers from year to year to year. He is what looks like a late bloomer. He just continues to develop and get better. And his numbers back it up. So now let's see what uh, USC's defensive line coach, Sean Nua, can do in a year. Or is he going to be in the charge of uh, Roy Manning as a rush in? Look, I know everybody was hoping that... Um, the good news on from on the defensive side was going to be that five-star defensive lineman Anthony Lucas, he committed to USC. Not yet. Not saying it's going to happen, but he did take his official visit over the weekend. And before USC fans get their panties too much in a bind and a bunch, um, let's look. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Anthony's got a lot of options available, and he's going to explore those options. Not saying that Jack didn't have more options, but Anthony is probably a, a higher valued commodity on the open market right now. And that's not a, any disrespect to Jack. I'm just trying to be honest about this. So, so far, the USC defense has added um, former Arizona defensive tackle, Kion Bars, and rush end Jamil Muhammad from Georgia State. You can now add Jack Sullivan. You have a linebacker, Mason Cobb, from Oklahoma State, who loves to tackle. That's a positive. And then you have the cornerback, Christian Roland Wallace, also from Arizona, um, who everybody, I think, anticipates being in Makai Blackman's uh, backup, or at least an option to replace him. 
Special teams, USC brought in uh, Eddie Zaplicki, and he's expected to compete with Aiden Sleep Dalton for the starting punter's role. And I mentioned Dorian Singer. So there are your players through the transfer portal. Um, as far as USC players, I'm not sure why Arizona State is becoming a landing spot, but former Trojan, Xavier Alford, uh, that's where he's going. That's where former Notre Dame quarterback Drew Pine is heading. Oh, interesting. Just a little footnote there. So there you go. Busy weekend of player movement with USC filling some needs. The portal is still wide open until the 18th. I'll keep you updated as that info dictates. In the meantime, why don't you head on over to uh, LinkedIn? <clears throat> because these days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates out there. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidate, the right people for your team faster and for free. When you're there, you want to add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile so you can spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on cans candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Hey, make sure to check out our brand new podcast over at Locked on Network, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So the heat isn't just on defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. The frying pan's starting to get a little bit hotter for his boss, Lincoln Riley, because every day uh, the USC fans, um, every day they see the local defensive prospects choosing schools and other parts of the country, Oregon, or in this case, Georgia. In both cases, a player from St. John Bosco, the latest five-star class of 2024 defensive back safety, Peyton Woodward, Woodyard, excuse me, um, he has decided he is going to uh, go play at Georgia. Um, look, this is becoming a, a common theme. The players from Bosco, they're apparently – they're not a, a fan of the way USC is developing players right now, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And if you listen to Peyton's words, tell me if this doesn't sting just a little bit more than it should. This is what Peyton said when he committed to Georgia. Quote, it was looking like it was going to be Texas, and then just at the end of the day, my heart was at Georgia. Just being able to talk to Kirby, Georgia's head coach, Kirby Smart, and him relaying how well I fit in their defense and just how I do a lot of the stuff 
that their safeties do right now. And he's referring to Chris Smith um, being one of them. It's just almost identical, like what I do in my defense and what I can do in their defense and just improve and get even better, end quote. He would continue. The brand of football that they play, they play a national schedule every year and they win national championships. They've won one. Um, their defense is the best, in my opinion, and he's not wrong. Georgia has a very good defense. Um, and I think a lot of people can vouch for it, and it's proven. Myself, I just did. Uh, for instance, and he would continue, like defensive backs coach Fran Brown and co-defensive coordinator Will Muschamp. Those guys said, if you want to be the best, you got to play with the best and compete with the best every day at practice. That's why I picked Georgia. Sure, look, there's still plenty of time uh, to flip Peyton back to California, uh, even though Peyton did also say that he's got friends and family that live in the region that he's going to be going to school. Um, nevertheless, hearing those words, those have to resonate loudly. Uh, and I mean, they probably as loud as Spinal Tap, you know, when they turn those Marshall guitar amps all the way up to 11. If you haven't seen the movie, you got to go check it out. It's a cult classic. Spinal Tap. It's funny as hell. Go go watch the movie. Anyways, the joke there, um, guitar amplifiers, volume knobs, they go up to 10. In Spinal Tap, in the movie, they go up to 11. Well, um, by the way... Uh, Alex Grinch also coaches safeties. So that when you when you have a local guy like Peyton saying he's gonna go, he'd rather go play at Georgia and play for Kirby Smart and and Will Muschamp. What you're hearing there is he wants to play for guys who are defensive minded. Will Muschamp's a former head coach. Kirby Smart is the head coach. Both played safety. Both are defensive guys first. And they played that position in college. So we know Lincoln Riley is an offensive guy first and foremost. But because we're talking about defense, um, I use the transfer portal to kind of take myself back to the day when Lincoln was introduced as USC's head coach. Back in 2021, when he talked about um, the type of team, the culture that he was looking to build and the staff that would help build that culture. Quote, one of the biggest things that we've done in Oklahoma in the last several years is the emphasis we put on building up that defensive line. I think of the great USC teams of the past and just some of the great defenses of, of their past. That's where it starts. Football, I don't care. There are other positions that are obviously very important, but if you're not elite, at least at, at the line of scrimmage, it could be very difficult to be dominant. And we had a great transformation there at Oklahoma under Coach Alex Grinch's guidance. We're able, we were able to really build one of the strongest defensive fronts in the country. And that's our plan here. End quote. While I was back in 2021, uh, Lincoln also talked about the culture 
and how the staff is a part of that equation. I brought those words back with me. Quote, the combination of that staff and a roster that we're going to fight like crazy to build. It can be very, very special. And we plan on building the best roster in the country and within that locker room, the best culture in the country as well. It's not about the individual players here. It's not going to be. We're not going to let it be. I told the team earlier, it's amazing in this era of NIL, of all the social media, all the different things that are going on for individuals, that when you care about the team the most, it's funny how all the individual things, they tend to work out for you. And that's how it's going to be here. The culture will always be team first. We will have great athletes. Yes, they will be. But they will also, there are going to be people that care about winning championships, winning rings, holding up trophies, raising banners. And that's what we're going to have in that locker room. And here's what he said at the very end. And that combination of that and a great staff is how you do it. So I cannot wait to get started on that. In those words, I I think Riley, he may have tipped his hand a little bit about staff retention. Um, and although the circumstances are different today, uh, when he was hired, he was also asked about making staff changes. And this is what he said then. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy talking to those guys today. I've got so many different connections on this staff, either guys that I've coached against or a lot of the guys I've coached with and know well. So a ton of respect for the guys there. I've been in that room. That's not an easy position to be in. And they've done a phenomenal job. So I'm going to evaluate it. He would continue. There's obviously going to, uh, there's obviously going to have a lot of great candidates that I think that are going to want to come coach with us here. There are several really good ones right here. So I'll visit with those guys. The thing I don't want to do is I don't want to jump too quick. There's a few guys that I know I'm going to bring. They are here today. There will be a few more coming in the next few days. So obviously there's going to be a lot of candidates out there. Whether they're here at USC or not, we'll visit with them. End quote. Like I said, did Lincoln tip his hand a little bit? After the way USC played defense last year, I wonder to myself, is there still a line of coaches out there who would like to try their hand coaching a defense with Riley as their boss? I mean, who wouldn't, right? <laughs> you got Caleb Williams, Heisman winning trophy at quarterback. You know Lincoln Riley is going to put up points with his offense. Who wouldn't want to be a defensive coordinator on the other side of the ball with that going on, uh, putting up points? making def It should make defense easier, right? So when you take all that in consideration, you know, what should Lincoln Riley do? This is the big off-season story for USC football fans. They want to see USC take the next step forward. And they want to see if Riley's actions are going to back up his words. Right now, his accountability, his accountability is at stake. Um, you take everything he said, 
if the actions don't back up the those words, it's going to be hard to take him at his word going forward uh, if you don't see changes on the defensive side of the ball. And by changes, getting better. And people on the outside looking in, they're going to wonder, just how serious is USC about winning a championship uh, if they go into the 2023 season with the same staff intact and no changes made? Philosophically, you can bet the heat will continue to get hotter and Lincoln Riley will be pressed to answer. Bet on it. You can also head on over to betonline.net because betonline.net is your number one source for your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional in the amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, I know you do. You can find those as well over at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right. So, <clears throat> pardon me. What if Lincoln Riley doesn't have the heart? No, not that type of heart. <laughs> we know Lincoln Riley has the heart to compete. What if Lincoln Riley's heart is just too big and he cares too much for his friendship? And I'm referring to his friendship with Alex Grinch. Therein lies the conundrum. His friendship versus making the best decision for his own professional career. And I'm talking about Lincoln. So assuming Riley can't let go of his his friend, after just one season at USC. Um, and that's a very easy argument to make why he, why Lincoln doesn't, shouldn't, or doesn't have to. We know what the, the staff inherited. We know that Lincoln is trying to improve the roster. I'm not trying to disrespect the players that were here before him, but in his Lincoln's own words, the roster has to get better. They have to bring in better players to get to that championship level. So, again, when should, if Lincoln's not going to let go of Alex Grimms, when should he give him that vote of confidence speech publicly, offering his unwavering support? Yeah, you know that's uh, what, I mean, should he? Uh, should he come out and offer the obligatory words of encouragement, uh, saying that, hey, Alex, he's our defensive coordinator. He's not going anywhere. I've got complete confidence and trust that he can get this thing turned around. Or should he just remain silent and you know just let the fans you know drive themselves nuts? I'll give you an example. Uh, someone posted on the WeRSC.com message board that there was a team meeting scheduled for Sunday night, 6 p.m. Immediately, <laughs> the collective hive of fans moved into the, oh, my God, it's happening. Um, people running around. Is Alex Grinch at the meeting? Are they finding out he's being fired? Turns out 
the meeting was to let everyone know that the plans for winter workouts. Hey, just a reminder, spring semester starts on Monday, classes. So everybody who's in town, this, these are your goals. This is how we want you to go about winter workouts. That was what was the meeting was for. I don't know <laughs> if Alex Grinch was there or not. Uh, I do know that the national championship game is Monday night in Los Angeles. I do know that there was a coaching convention uh, back East over the weekend. I don't know where Alex Grinch was or is. Um, so again, does Lincoln Riley need to send a message publicly just to kind of, you know, help get the deep, so defensive recruiting can kind of get itself righted, figured out. Um, hey, this is the direction we're going, or this is the direction we're going. Um, or, you know, does that happen the day after the February letter of intent day? Again, there's a lot, there's some nuance involved here on how Lincoln Riley should best handle this situation. And I'm not advocating for anyone to get fired. We all saw what we saw. I don't need to say we need a new defensive coordinator. That's Lincoln Riley's job. I can criticize what I saw. And you can probably sense what I think is the right thing to do based on the tone and some past USC, locked on USC episodes. But I would never call for someone to be fired. Uh, that's not. I'm not in a position unless it's been unless it was egregious. I'm not going to call for somebody to be fired who is doing what I'm hoping is their, to the best of their abilities. So uh, this is the reality that uh, we live with right now, and it and Riley has to make a decision. Maybe he already has. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Just a reminder uh, before. Locked on USC gets out of here this, for this first episode of the week. Thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right. Locked on USC, episode one of the week is in the books. We'll be back for another episode tomorrow because we come at you five days a week. When you're done here, head on over to wearesc.com. Got a lot of good content for you. Catch up with Scott Schrader, recruiting information. Eric McKinney, he's putting together what's next with each of the position groups. And I've got some strong opinions as well as does Greg Katz. And we've got coming up another podcast of Inside the Trojan Huddle. All right, all that. Until then, you know what to do.